My name is Sky Harris. Welcome to the Dairy Dive. Today we are live from the World Dairy Expo. So buckle up because we're diving deep. First of all, we hope we can try to educate you so you learn just a little bit, a little bit. My whole life's been dairy farming. Some days you wonder why you ever milk cows. It's kind of just in the blood around here. I don't know what it is, but we like livestock. Buckle up. The Dairy Dive starts now. So at the time of recording this, we are Friday morning at the World Dairy Expo. It turned quite a bit cooler today. It's almost like I'm in Wisconsin now. It didn't feel like I was in Wisconsin earlier in the week. But we are here uh, every year like we are at World Dairy Expo. And always great to be back here seeing friends and people I only get to see once a year. And, and eating grilled cheese and ice cream. And it's wonderful. And so, But we wanted to take something to time to do something unique that we have, I don't believe ever done before. And record a podcast on site at World Dairy Expo. So... Um, it was joined by uh, a friend of mine, a uh, gentleman named Ron Cooper with Connor AgriScience, and we're talking about uh, silage management and covering and oxygen barrier and getting to some really important stuff because I can sell the greatest product in the world, but if it's not taken care of, it's not going to do any good. And so we want to make sure and hit on that. So hope you enjoy this kind of unique, different experience for us at the, with the podcast, and, and let's see what we can get into with Ron. All right, well, we are with the Dairy Dive podcast, and we are doing a really unique podcast. Not that the gentleman with me is unique. He, he is unique, but that's not the what makes it unique. It's that we're at World Dairy Expo, and uh, we're recording it live here at our booth. Uh, but I am very happy to have on our show today Ron Cooper. Ron, good to see you again. All right, thank you, Scott. Good to see you, too. So how many years would this be for you at World Dairy Expo? Gosh, uh, well, my wife, wife and business partner, uh, we met here 42 years ago, and I had been coming here about four, uh, four, four years prior to that. So it's uh, yeah, the better part of 45 years. So Ron came here four years and met his wife of how many years now? Uh, we've been married for 40 years. I've been coming here 12 years, and I've still yet to meet a wife <laughs> or anything. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong, Ron. Well, something's wrong. Well, find some good friends to make a good introduction for you. <laughs> there you go. All right, appreciate it. Well, we are, you know, in the fall season, of course, World Dairy Expo, we start thinking about harvesting and, and specifically, I, w- I wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about who you guys are, first of all, and then we'll t- let's get into some silent management stuff. But first of all, who are you, Ron? Where are you located? Tell us about your business. Okay, well, uh, my name is Ron Cooper. Uh, Connie and I started uh, Connor AgriScience about 30 years ago. Uh, C-O-N for Connie, and then Ron spelled backwards is where the name came from. Okay. And uh, we're been involved in large animal agriculture all our lives and Connie grew up in a dairy farm in, uh, in Minnesota and uh, I grew up uh, in uh, around beef operations in the uh, west coast and uh, it, it was in the course of uh, our experience in working with uh, dairies in the west that we had come to realize that there was some very large uh, losses that routinely happened in silages and whether I talked to nutritionists or bankers or dairymen uh, everyone seemed to be pointing to a 20 to a 30 percent shrink in their fermented feeds. Uh, and this is in the 1990s, but nobody could figure out for sure. They, they knew what's, that there were bad things happening, but nobody knew how to, how to stop that. So started to connect with a number of uh, uh, well-known uh, uh, of, um, silage researchers like Dr. Keith Bolson and Dr. Lehman Kung and uh, asked them a lot of questions and followed up on a lot of the readings that they had provided and 
come to find out that there there were some there were some data out there as far as uh, some things that could be controlled to uh, create a, a better outcome. Perfect. So, as the as a corn guy, myself, obviously, it's very near and dear to my heart that the that the the good product that I sell gets protected. You know, and we want to make sure to capture and maintain that quality through the season. And so, you specifically work in that area. So, what are some specific things before we get into maybe specific products, maybe that you guys are are working with, but just some overall management things that first thing, few things that come to mind for you that's important for a dairy or even a beef feedlot that's putting up silage for them to think about as they're doing that right now. Well, the big thing is to creating a plan that's going to have a situation where you're going to have the potential to make progress in your program rather than staying static or going in a, in a backwards direction on that. So, you know, prior planning is going to give you a better uh, performance or at least a better understanding of what to do or not to do uh, in the next season. So the first step is to, to really to evaluate where you've been. Are you happy with the outcome of your feed from last year? If you are, you know, talk about your talk with your team, with your with your nutritionist, with your advisors, with your uh, agronomist to say, hey, what uh, you know, what what sort of choices were made on the on the uh, genetic side of the seed to be able to have uh, uh, an outcome and the quality of the plant. But then at harvest time, what are you going to do to preserve those nutrients? And that's a lot of that's going to come down to evaluating and monitoring uh, whole plant uh, moisture, uh, uh, ear development, uh, uh, the changes in the starch matrix in that as the plant uh, matures, uh, keeping a close eye on that, uh, having a very heart-to-heart um, uh, uh, -heart talk with your uh, contractor or your brother-in-law if he's doing the chopping for you. Uh, to make sure that everyone's ready, the equipment's ready to go, uh, the processors are dialed in, uh, all the equipment's tuned up, and so you're going to have a, a, a smooth harvest uh, with the appropriate chop length that your nutritionist is, uh, is uh, on board with as well. And then making sure you're gonna, if you're going to have a KP none, uh, 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 make sure that equipment is dialed up and ready to go to make sure you can get the most out of everything. Absolutely. So you mentioned moisture. That's a huge part because if we have it too wet, we can run into uh, seepage or something like that or a little harder to manage. But if we're too dry, we have trouble getting it packed well. And so we really want to make sure we hit that right moisture spot uh, for sure. And then just everything you're talking about, oxygen is the enemy uh, when it comes to, uh, right, it's the purpose for life, but it's the enemy when it comes to so really keeping our silage good and safe. So. So one key aspect of that, as far as you know, diving in a little more on the, keeping our, our silage safe, talk to us about the, product, you know, the products you guys have, but more just a big picture too on the covering of silage. So you know, I know it's become more and more popular, more and more used. I think even on uh, beef feedlots out west, they're starting to see and utilize, which they haven't typically in the past. But talk about some of the benefits that come along with good proper silage covering and the benefits of some of those products. Well, this, I think it was 2007, we were introduced to, a, uh, to an oxygen barrier technology, and that was a real eye-opener. Uh, actually, Dr. Lehman Kung from the University of Delaware, uh, there was some data that he had, uh, uh, that, was, uh, that his, his lab had, uh, had worked on and presented, and 
and I had a discussion with him about it. That uh, and he said, "Hey, if this is uh, this thing's going to be a game changer for the dairy industry, for the for the cattle feeding industry and the dairy industry in terms of helping to reduce uh, uh, shrink in this in the silage piles, um, especially as we get these larger driveover piles, uh, a higher percentage of the overall feed is in that outer three feet of the silos as compared to a wall bunker." Uh, where a much smaller proportion of that's going to be in that outer three feet, and that's where, and that's where a, a good, a, a, a appropriate sealing strategy comes into play. Uh, picking uh, scientifically proven uh, products, there's a, a lot of material out there that might be a thin material that is sold as an oxygen barrier, uh, but there can be a lot of variety in uh, an actual value. Uh, it's not just about price, but it's all about value because uh, there are some extruders that are better than others and being able to produce a product uh, that has uniform distribution of the, the EVOH is the polymer uh, that's, that's uh, the best on the market right now, but there's different qualities even within EVOH. And with all the chaos uh, from the, uh, uh, our, our crazy response to the pandemic worldwide, uh, the supply chains are continued to have challenges uh, in terms of the uniformity of quality out there. So choose wisely, do some research, and trust. You know, make sure you're buying from somebody that you, that you can trust. Uh, we do our own products. We do. Um, we don't depend just on the manufacturer. We do a third-party test, uh, yeah. which is not cheap, but but it's a way to make sure we're getting uh, the quality for our customers that they expect. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so talk to me just a little bit. So, if I'm if I'm not using a good inoculant that actually has benefit, if I'm not covering with a good product like what you guys have, how much am I risking? I mean, you don't have to give me exact numbers, but you have a feel or guess on how much silage am I putting at risk as far as how much tonnage could I lose? A percentage, size percentage would be the more accurate number. Could I could I experience and just loss? Well, there's, uh, you know, it, it could be well over 50%. Wow. It, it could be. But even under the best of circumstances, um, you're, you're, if you can get below 20% without using some, if you get the, the big packing density is the first big thing that you can do and control on your farm, either by adding another pack tractor or, or taking out a few trucks to slow down the flow of the material uh, you know, using the 800-pound rule uh, of thumb as far as, you know, for every 800 pounds of packing capacity, uh, that per hour, that's the number of tons that you should be bringing in on an hourly basis. Yeah. And if you're exceeding that, you're, you're going to be trying to push water uphill, basically. It's just going to be very difficult to get a packing density that's near the target of somewhere in that uh, 16 pounds of dry matter per cubic foot. And so if you get that packing density on there, you use a good, uh, a proven inoculant uh, that's appropriate for the dry matter challenge or the, or, the, or the feeding plan, whether you need something with an aerobic stability factor to it. All these things are part of the discussion you should have with your, with your nutritionist as far as the, your game plan. And, okay, and so when you talk about that, I mean, let's just say conservatively, Ron, that we could lose 15%. Well, this is conservatively, we don't cover and We know it's probably going to be more than that, but let's just say that's a substantial amount of money that you're, you're putting at risk there. 
Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's, you know, the, you know, the dairy, dairy, the, there's the dairy industry alone. We first started looking at this. Uh, I mean, we realized that there was hundreds of thousands of dollars on family operations that were at risk, uh, where, you know, easily there was $50,000 in losses that could be mitigated with a few, with, with tweaking a few things. Yeah. By making a few changes in, in how the management is being done, and then selecting appropriate tools like a true oxygen barrier to uh, prevent that from happening. Yeah, no, no matter what our size, the the scale obviously changes, but still, 15% is 15%. Whether you're talking a big pile, small pile, or medium pile, right? So, all right. Well, any other last things about maybe in specific to covering or the actual oxygen barrier or technology you guys are working with that you want to pass along to anybody listening? Anything other specific things that we didn't hit on yet? Yeah, just you know, one of the things I, I we work very closely with Dr. Keith Bolson over the over the years, and we we lost him in, in May of uh, twenty uh, or June, uh, May of twenty twenty. And uh, but I remember him. One of the things that he would he would say very often was that. Safe silage and efficient silage programs go hand in hand. Yeah, I remember. I've heard him say that. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, make a plan. Get your density where where it needs to be. Uh, uh, get a uh, put an effective seal down, uh, and and manage the manage the face and manage the what you've got there to get the most out of it and to keep your employees and your family members that are working on the dairy safe. Perfect, makes a lot of sense. So if anybody has any more questions, Ron, about SealPro, your products, and or anything that uh, Connor AgriScience is doing, what's the best way for them to reach out and get information about you? Uh, wait, you can go to SealProSilage.com or to Connor AgriScience, uh, that's C-O-N-N-O-R, AgriScience.com and you can communicate with uh, Connie or I or any of our other resources to uh, get more information. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Ron, for joining us. And I greatly appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the rest of Expo. And buy me a grilled cheese if you don't mind. Okay. You got it. And an ice cream. <laughs> thank and you, Scott. And a sweatshirt. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks Ron. Scott. And if you enjoyed this and you too, Ron, you can uh, make sure and go to any kind of a social medias that we have. So we have Facebook. We have uh, YouTube. Some good videos on YouTube. Uh, podcast, of course, like what we just recorded here. You can get that on any podcast platform. Very easy to download and to get access to. And, of course, just check out our Instagram, LinkedIn, and all the different areas that we're putting out social media for Master Choice or Rob Seco. So with that, good to see you again, Ron. All right. Thank you. All right.